You've played the missions. But do you really know the lore? We're here to be your guides. Your guardians. This is Guardians of Lore. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, Guardians. Welcome to Guardians of Lore. This is episode 175, recorded August 2nd, 2023. The topic for this episode is the Season of the Deep Weapons. I'm going to be your host this time, and I am Elemist. Hi, I'm Orchid. Hey, Orchid. Hello. So, we've got some podcast info. We encourage feedback. That can be sent to us on Twitter at Guardians underscore Lore at hey it's orchid or at i underscore am underscore elemist you can email us at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com you can leave us a review wherever you find the podcast uh, you could also jump into our discord the invite is in the episode description but if you want to type it out it's discord.gg slash lore hub we're also on instagram and threads at guardians so flore guardians of lore all one word mm-hmm and if you'd like to support the podcast, you can visit ko-fi.com slash guardians underscore lore. Every little bit helps, and we greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much, finger guns. Thank you so much, finger guns. Yeah. Also, thanks again to our subscribers, Valaragna, Linkman22, Doom, Firebired, and Unnamed Guardian, less than three. Oh, you said it. Yeah. I'm so glad. You can also find our info on thelorenetwork.com alongside many impressive lore content creators. We're still there. Are we? Yeah. Especially after how I I handled that intro. Like we could have re-recorded <laughs> it. You're the one who just decided to keep going. That's fair. That's fair. Um, so this week at Guardians of Lore, the Twoggle. Mm-hmm. Solstice is back and we'll be over by the time this actually comes out. Thank fuck. Yeah. Uh, they didn't activate sparrows in the EAZ until the third week or whatever it is. Yeah. The EAZ, the aerial zone. Oh, fuck that place. You know, they've been doing the same event sort of. For like five years now or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah. I'm really tired of it. But it's gotten like less and less fun every single year. <laughs> and I'm just like, come on, guys. Well, because like um, they they took some of the aspects that we found fun out of it. Like- I loved going after all of the chests at the end after you got all of the keys and you had to like figure out where they all were through like some sort of weird memorization game and then you had to like rush to go find them that was my favorite part it 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 was uh, it was very much like those memory games where like you have 20 or so different uh cards on the table and you're trying to match them Mm mm-hmm it was very much like that, but like in a physical, 
like location based sense. Yeah. And they had like they had prismatic taken, but that's how you got the keys. And mm-hmm. like you actually had to go to the islands to get them. And you actually had to like get on top of buildings all the time. And you had to go into the buildings and all yeah. these things that you had to do is all gone. And it's really sad. And so, like, I'm sad for the people who are just doing it now. And they're like, oh, Bonfire Bash is kind of fun. And I'm like, it's not, though. (laughs) Like, you're getting this, like, severely neutered version of what it used to be. And it really sucks. Like, this year is a carbon copy of last year. Like, down to some of last year's armor set text is still in this year's game. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's like wow guys <laughs> that's cool really phoning it in there mm-hmm. but i mean what is it really for though like what's solstice for originally it was supposed to be our guardian reflecting back on the year and like all that we've accomplished in the year now it, it no longer resembles anything close to that I think also it was a function of like how we finished our armor sets. Yes. And how it was different because each piece you had to wear that certain piece and then do the activities that were on the piece. And that's what made it different because it was different, you know? Yes. So it was like, yeah, you had to do it like wear the legs and do like, X number of EAZ things, but you also had to play Crucible once and you also had to do Lost Sectors and you also had to play Gambit and you also like, I think one of them in the end to like masterwork it, you had to like run a raid and like do everything that you did during the year and do a nightfall and yeah, no, it, it, it essentially those armor pieces took you through all kinds of like everything that the game offered for that year. Which I thought was fun. Yeah. Because then you could be like, oh, I'm working on my blue piece to do this, or I'm working on my green piece to do this. Absolutely. And like it, I'm an odd person in that I like seeing that progress. No, I did too. That wasn't just you. Like it, And especially with the fact that, like, we usually started out with, like, either white armor pieces or green armor pieces, and it leveled up with us. Yeah. And that gave such a sense of accomplishment. Yeah, it really did. And it took a lot longer. It really kind of did take the three weeks, but I didn't mind logging in for those three weeks (laughs) because... You kind of did it with your friends and you got a cool armor set out of it. And I, I think it was fun. And I think part of the issue there is that we've been playing this game for so long. Is it though? Or is it because they really phoned it in now for this? And, granted, like they really did. They they really did phone it in. It it feels like they didn't really do much of anything outside of refresh Eververse. Um, but that aside, I can see an argument being made for, well, we've just been playing this game for years at this point. So like some of it is going to feel stale. 
Yeah. It, like, I, I don't fully agree with it, but I can see the argument there. Yeah. I mean, the only problem that is with the other armor pieces, the old ones, which I agree with Doom. He just brought it up in our chat is that you had to do it on all three characters. It didn't. The progress didn't transfer over. Yeah. And it was really grindy. Mm hmm. And that was when I still played all three characters. So I had to like pick and choose my time because I worked full time. So I really had to be like, okay, well, I'm doing my warlock because that's what I play on the most. And then I might get to my hunter next because that was the character I played most second. Same. So I have a lot of like half finished hunter armor from Solstice in my, yeah, in my vault still. Oh, like my old sol my old solstice armor is the only armor I still hold on to. Oh, and and see, like year one solstice, I had six characters that I was doing it on. Oh my god, <laughs> why six? Because I'm main on Xbox. Crossplay wasn't a thing yet. My brother was on PlayStation, so like I had six characters that I was consistently working on because i had my clan on xbox and i had my brother on playstation oh my god elemist why that that was also at a time that like we didn't have the podcast i had a lot more time i didn't have a girlfriend so like you literally did not know what grass looked like man yeah, it makes a lot of sense no i i saw it you as i went never to work. touched grass before yeah i saw okay. it as i went to work you only knew grass as a type of Pokemon. You didn't actually know it as a thing in real life. Yeah. Wait, there are grass type Pokemon in real life? No. <laughs> no, there there isn't. What? No. God. I don't know. I really hope they do something with um with spooky Halloween this year and it's not just lost sectors and pumpkin heads. And a gate kept ten dollar Eververse shader again. I think you're expecting a lot. <laughs> I'm expecting the bare fucking minimum. I don't know what you're talking about. Because, because, like, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm gonna try and, and keep myself tempered here. But like, these events just feel like it's Eververse. It is. It's Eververse the event, but this one's the summer flavor. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or winter if you're in Australia. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know, man. I love holidays, but they feel like a cash grab now and not like a celebration like they used to. And and they've they've felt like that for a while. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, there was some cute stuff. There's like a little mermaid like ghost, and that was really cute. I picked that up for Bright Dust. Okay. That was about it, though. I got that, and I, like, got the glows for my armor. Yeah. I did, in fact, use my Bright Dust, because I have so much Bright Dust. Y yeah. Not gonna lie. Like, I spent the first two days of Solstice actually grinding out the armor, and then I just did not log in until the next Tuesday, which, you know, I, I did all the the normal reset crap, and then I just logged out. Yeah, I was only on for like maybe 15 minutes for the, the next, you know, two Tuesdays. 
Yeah. I um I was on vacation, so I did not play very much. Yeah. Which leads us into our next thing. I was on vacation with Rindle and his wife Sammy. Ooh. So I was away. They visited me in Seattle. So that's awesome. Hooray! I got to see Rindle in real life. It was amazing. We had lunch together. We went to a super cool old comic book store and saw lots of cool stuff. Nice. And walked around. And yeah, it was fun. I poked Rindle in the ear. He was not expecting it. <laughs> Did you pick up any uh, any comics? Uh, I was looking for Dragon Age comics and they didn't have any. So I was uh-huh. really sad about that. And they didn't there. Um, it was more like, yeah, um, I almost bought. They had a bunch of like it was like old toys and comics. The shop okay. and they had a section. They had two whole aisles of Hot Wheel cars. Oh, my God. Yes. And I loved Hot Wheels when I was a kid. I was super into Hot Wheels. I had like entire Tupperwares of Hot Wheel cars. Um. So I almost bought some Hot Wheels for myself because I need more of them, but I don't. I have so many at my parents' house, and I will probably get rid of all of them when I go see them in a couple of months. But um, there were a bunch of like late or early 90s, like next generation action figures, like mint in container, like still sealed like Jean-Luc Picard and all these things, but they were like really oddball ones. It was like Jean-Luc Picard as a, like as a Vulcan or as a whatever (laughs) it was from like one episode. And I'm like, (laughs) why were these made? (laughs) Who are these for? And it was like Thomas Riker. And I'm like, I didn't know Thomas Riker had one. (laughs) Like All of these, weird ass action figures <laughs> and then Cole Meany who played Chief Miles Edward O'Brien because you have to say the full name he was a transporter chief in Next Generation and then he was the engineer in Deep Space Nine so he was the only one who was discounted out of all of the action figures oh that's messed to up like three dollars <laughs> and he's like the coolest guy there and i'm like why are you doing him so dirty that's (laughs) like what is this that's so mean (laughs) so it was very funny (laughs) i had a good time sounds like it was a good time yeah it was fun so what have you been doing um outside or inside of destiny uh I've mostly been just playing other games. You know what? There is nothing wrong with that. Like, even the people who run the community manager's account now, um, because they've decided that not talking to anybody is the best thing that they can do for everybody, have said, like, just stop playing the game. Like, if you're going to be mad about it, just don't play the game anymore. And, and like, on the whole community manager thing, like, the the Destiny community has done it to them ourselves like the few bad apples that we've had have done that to the community the whole like non-communication now 
after what that one guy did to DMG and like yeah. harassed him so hard, he like had to quit his job and not work for like nine months. Yeah. But he, I mean, he won his suit. He won his like $500,000 suit or something. I mean, that kid is going to be very poor for like the rest of his life. Good. But because fuck around and find out. Yeah. He's in the find out phase. (laughs) Jesus Christ. But anyway, um, no, like I, I've been playing Zelda. Um, and then I've also been playing Digimon survive. So like it, I, I've mentioned it on the podcast before. It's a really dark Digimon game where like in the first playthrough, it's the darkest timeline. Like half the main characters die and of the remaining characters, one goes mentally insane and it is like completely depressed. Like it's just, it's extremely dark. And that that's why it's taking me so long to get back to the game because like, I could only handle so much of that. Oh my god, is this for kids? No. <laughs> god, no. And it's a Digimon game? Oh my god. So. What? They made the first playthrough the darkest timeline. Um, I'm currently in my first New Game Plus playthrough. And I'm near the end. And everyone's alive. Everyone's actually kind of happy. And I'm like, this is totally different now. What the fuck? <laughs> it's a whole other game now. <laughs> what about you? What have you been doing outside of Destiny or inside it? I've been playing Dragon Age Inquisition again on two different systems. <laughs> Question mark. It's so, so good. I, you have to do it twice. I I've played this game like... 11 times or 12 times. (laughs) So this is nothing new for me. Um, I am playing it on my Xbox in my bedroom because that's where the Xbox lives. And also um, the Xbox version is just better than playing it on PC. Playing it on PC really sucks. Like if you have a PC, like just don't like play it on console if you can. Honestly, it just works so much better on console for some reason. It's like it's optimized better. Yeah, it really is. Like mouse and keyboard, at least, is really awkward. Like you can play it with a controller, which is what I prefer. But I wanted to try it with mouse and keyboard and it really sucks. (laughs) (laughs) But I have my... um, I have like my role playing character that I've been writing a fan fiction for for like five years now is the one that's on the Xbox right now. And then just some random bitch ass elf girl is on my PC version and she is obsessed with Solus. Solus is a bitch, by the way. Down with Solus. All my homies hate Solus, but yeah, there we go. Okay. I love this game. This is one of my favorite games. Dragon Age in general, like all three games, I love them. I know so much about Dragon Age. I'm like, I have the knowledge of Bife, but Dragon Age in my head. (laughs) It's real bad. I love Dragon Age. I really do. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Mm, I don't know 
about that. It just means you're passionate. That's all. Uh, yeah, I suppose that's a word for it. <laughs> Obsessive or passionate. Uh, yes. Those are two <laughs> sides of the same coin. <laughs> I mean, we all have our like ADHD, like hyper focuses. And mine happens to be Dragon Age and Formula One <laughs> and Destiny Lord. So. Uh. I mean, mine is Destiny lore and monster games, so like... Yep. And here we are. Yeah. Some weird nexus of all of those. So yeah. Um, so I've been doing that. Uh, the end of the season is in like less than three weeks, and then we're going to get a Vidoc. Finally. Yeah. Do you have any predictions? And and I think we're actually getting a state of the game tomorrow as of like actually... Recording. I don't like where this is going. Oh, thank God. Maybe they're going to tell us something about Gambit finally. Stop! <laughs> Give me a new Gambit map, please. Please. You guys got to stop. You don't know what you're doing here. Like, they've <laughs> forsaken Crucible at this point. Just just double down on Gambit. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't care about Crucible anymore. You've already fucked it beyond, like, all recognition because of whatever. So just... Give me Gambit back. Make Marathon be Gambit. Wouldn't that be the worst? You load into Marathon for the first time and they're like, the drifter's voice plays over the loudspeaker. Get those notes, brother. <laughs> and you're just like, I thought I was playing a different game. What the fuck? <laughs> you just hear Hive bring a sword. <laughs> bank those modes <laughs> but it's a neon nightmare <laughs> god <laughs> um, so predictions for the Vidoc um, safe bet is gonna be like you know basing it off of, of the last Vidoc we got it's gonna be a little bit of of Hey, these are some of the changes that are coming to to Destiny with the final shape. And then the last like five minutes, it's going to be like, oh, hey, here's the new season info and it's live. I predict that it's going to be they are getting rid of uh, power completely. Listen to my reasoning. Because they have been messing with our ability to have power in the game for the last two or three seasons now, mm -hmm. like since Seraph. So you could like load in and then you were five under power in Seraph. Every single activity is like you don't have a power requirement, but you have to be five. You're five under automatically for like hero or something in um strikes and then legendary you're like 10 under master you're at 15 i think and then gms you're what 25 something like that yeah so it's like it doesn't matter it's just all about like how much extra you're over on your like little doodad that you get each season the artifact yeah that the doodad i was gonna call it a christmas ornament <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not it, what it is. So why would I call it that? It's got just as much use. 
I know it's a doodad Christmas ornament. I'm going to call it a Christmas ornament forever, guys. That's what it's called now. Watch. One of them is going to be a skull and you're just going to be like, yeah, it's a Christmas ornament. Christmas ornament. So with those two things and then without us having to grind for power this season, I see them getting rid of power completely and having it be based wholly on like how much XP you get and then adding that to your Christmas ornament. And it's just completely based on like whatever you have for like your armor. And then you can, I guess, like just work on whatever your build is. Just work on your six stats. Yeah. Uh, the the other th- thought that I had, it might have been from one of the many leagues that have come out over like the, like, the last year. Mm-hmm. It's still going to end up being experience based because of the artifact, but like it's also going to be team based. So like whoever the highest in the team is, it bases it off of them and bases your impact. Like it it levels everybody out to that point. So like if I'm at 85 and you're at 14, it's going to bump you up to 85. Right. And then it scales the game according to if everybody was 85. Yeah, like division. Yeah. I totally forgot about that, actually. Which I like how division does it. I used to play division two with um, my friend Sam, best friend Sam, and um, a couple, our friend Stark and a couple of people. And I'd never played as much as they did. And so whenever I played with them, I was always like severely under level. And they would drop guns and stuff for me to pick up because unlike in this game, you could share your gear in that game. So they would always like let me share their gear, but I would always be leveled up to their level when we played. And and it means that like if I have a friend who is free to play and wants to to jump into Destiny to see how it is, I can actually drag them through like one of the free raids or something without worrying about you know oh hey you need to level up or you know you need to get to this point before we can do any of the end game activities i actually kind of like that it makes the game more open to people who maybe don't know how to grind also yeah because there is like there is a way to grind that those of us who've played the game since the beginning just like inherently know. Yeah. And I think we take advantage of that knowledge that we just assume everyone knows how to do it. And I forget when I play with new players, I'm like, Oh, well it's just this. And they're like, Oh, I didn't know that. And I'm like, Oh shit. Like <laughs> that's not explained anywhere. Like knowing which pinnacles to pick up at certain yeah. points because those like are plus knowing five. which ones to do first or yeah or knowing how to level up across mm-hmm. you know util- utilizing all your characters i told them like the trick of picking up armor mm-hmm. from the vendors yeah because it'll level you up pretty quickly if you're like severely under leveled like there's there's so many tricks that we had to develop Mm -hmm. because of the current leveling system that I'm going to be happy if they do away with it. Yeah. So I'm pretty stoked about that if that's true. And I also assume they're going to talk about um, 
in-game LFGs that are finally going to work. I was just thinking about that. Yeah. They're going to showcase the in-game LFG. They're going to talk about like systematic changes, like the, the light level differences. Yeah. Do commendations actually matter? No. I, I've got a feeling they're also going to talk about some changes to like the commendations and guardian ranks. Because currently the only reason to get max guardian rank is just so you can get the lore book and have a flex. I mean, the only reason to get max guardian rank is so your PP is bigger, I assume. Right. I don't know. I assume your schlong gets bigger with every guardian rank. (laughs) I wouldn't know. I'm only guardian rank nine. I'm trying to be guardian rank 10. I'm almost there. I just have to like finish a lost sector and then I'll be guardian rank 10. I'll check out the size of my PP when I finish that. And see, I am guardian rank 10 and I did not notice PP differences. Oh, well, shit. (laughs) Maybe I'm thinking about Osu. I can always get bigger PP in Osu. (laughs) That's probably what it is. I mean, I assume we'll get like another trailer for... Final shape. Oh, yeah. There's there's going to be also, a trailer. They're going to talk about some of the story. Maybe they'll talk about the raid. Who knows? I I highly doubt that they're going to. I want to know about the raid because it's probably Leviathan. Actually, I have no idea what it is. I'm just guessing because they put Leviathan like wholly back into the game for a season of The Haunted. And it would be dumb to not use that resource that they put back into the game. I agree. With so much work. Like I, I agree. Like you chuckle fucks put it back in the game. You might as well use it. So it's there. It wouldn't be my favorite raid, Spire of Stars. Oh, so God no. <laughs> Fuck that thing. Yeah, because no one wants to go into space and say square <laughs> except me. So, <laughs> so Orchid and I talked about it before actually recording and uh, I have two or three that I'm actually kind of hopeful that are coming back, but Uh tempering expectations. Like I expect it to be Leviathan. That's that's being reprised. Okay, give me your big wish and then you think it's going to be Leviathan. So what's your big wish? So the three that that are my big wish Okay, and and it's in this specific order: Wrath of the Machine, mm-hmm. Scourge of the Past, <laughs> and I love that one, and Crown of Sorrow. Why? Crown of Sorrow, I actually kind of miss, but that's because, like, in in Season of Arrivals, I had a team that sat down for the flawless runs, so like I got good at it. We had two flawless runs back to back. I mean, that's if you had two flawless runs, that is amazing. Back to back. Holy shit. And and Jesus. and the reason we did it back to back was because we had to swap one guy in. Oh my god. <laughs> so like I got good at that raid. It it's not my favorite, but like I kind of miss it because I got good at it. Okay. So I can see why you'd want that one. It's not my favorite raid. It, right. Like, it, it's not my favorite raid either. But, like, I I am fully in the camp that it's probably going to be Leviathan. I 
so my wish, my my big wish would be Scourge because I am a simp for everything that has to do with forges Ding. and forge weapons. <laughs> um, I have done Scourge so many times. I know that raid like the back of my hand. I am very bad at the sparrow part. Mm-hmm. I think I've only gotten through it like four times without dying. It's probably the only raid where all of the exotics that you could possibly get dropped for me the first time <laughs> I did the raid. And then um, I got the shotgun the second time I did it. And um, I got really good at reading the map. Uh, I loved reading the map. Oh, yeah. So I would read the map and have a sniper rifle and then take out like everything that was trying to shoot everybody on the ground. And I got really good at that. I love that raid so much, especially since Whisper was like the sniper rifle that everyone used. So I'd run I'd run two sniper rifles in like and an auto rifle or something or a submachine gun. I ran like stupid weapons in that raid. It was so much fun. I loved it so much. So that's the one I would like to come back. It's probably Leviathan. I'm okay with that. I really like Leviathan. But Spire, please? If if it is Spire, I will not be doing it. (laughs) I'm the only one that wants Spire. I only have like... Crota, I'm going to throw something. Crota isn't a raid. It's a dungeon. That's the other one that I I was hearing rumors about. Uh, Crota is so short and so stupid now. It it would be best as a three-man dungeon. Like, we're so overpowered for Crota. Like, they better change it so much. Oh, you know that they're going to change it, and it's it's going to be, be they're going to give him absurd amount of health. Yeah, but that's not a good way to change it. Like bullet sponging the boss is terrible in a bad change. I agree, but like you know, that's how it's it's going to change. I mean, hell, the the final boss on um, Ghosts of the Deep has like ten million damage. Or 10 million yeah. health. I gotta pump those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers in this racket. Those are stupid numbers. Yeah, really needs to be nerfed. Uh, anyway, I think we've beaten it into the ground. Do you have anything else for our twoggle of epic proportions? Uh, no, we beat it into the ground like Crota. <laughs> yeah, we kind of did. <laughs> it was fun. Lord Network Ad. We're not work ad. Okay. One, two, three. Eyes on me, Ninos. It's Wednesday, and that means we're learning about something new. Today, we're learning about the Taken. What are the Taken? <laughs> That's right. We've never talked about them before. The Taken are big and scary. They glow black and blue and look like they have black mist coming off of them. How is something taken? That's right. A long time ago, Oryx, the Taken King, would take things away. 
Can you imagine? And while they were away, he would corrupt them with darkness before sending them back. Once they were back, they would hurt people and damage property against their will. Good people would never hurt or damage others. Anything can be taken. But don't be scared, Ninos. The Cloud Striders protect our city from the Taken, and the Guardians have ways to cleanse the Taken Blight. That means if someone you know is Taken, they can be healed. So no matter how bad things get, they can always be fixed. That's all for today, Ninos. Three, two, one. Now have fun. Carlita Capybara, season 47, episode 82. So, um, how was that ad? Sexy. What? Oh. What the fuck? Oh, whoa. <laughs> All right. So, brief intro to the topic. These are the lore tabs on the season 21 reprised Taken Reckoning Weapons. You can earn say that three times fast. Reprise taken <laughs> reckoning weapons. Yeah, I'm not gonna try it. <laughs> nope. Uh, you can earn them through the seasonal vendor in the helm, and by completing rounds of salvage, deep dives, and by catching fimshes. <laughs> they are all craftable. I think they're all craftable, right? I'm not a liar. All the taken ones are craftable. Okay, good. The actual like say. the actual old reckoning re-released ones yeah. are not. Uh-huh, but the reprise taken reckoning weapons yes. craftable. Yes. Okay. All right. I'm gonna read this first one. Sounds good. It's a distant pull, which is the sniper rifle. Not my favorite. Still pretty good though. If you like bad sniper rifles. The flavor text reads. From distant hollows, a call demands attention. Titan fell into darkness only moments before the first tomb craft arrived. They bore the burning sigils of war, dripping soul fire from their branded hulls as if it gushed from an open wound. Beneath the churning sea, a guardian light wrapped in metal, yet to be coiled in promise, watched the skies turn to ink and hive fiends disembark the invading craft. Proclamations scattered across the methane ocean, eager words searing each wave's crest with jade flame. The hive's intent was clear, tear asunder the claims of the witch sister, raise the banners of war. Led by a massive knight, acolytes descended to depths once infested by Denzians of the lie, down to where the song of trickery echoed from long-dead shrieks. They marched in adorant procession, surrounded by a host of thralls that defaced the remnant traces of Savathun's holdings with hungering delight. Held aloft in the claws of a central acolyte was a wizard's skull, recovered from the flame-licked wash before Titan's capture. 
The acolyte delicately placed the skull upon a ragged sheet of conquered faux flesh, while others carved a circle of runes around it. The acolytes took position over the runes. They threw their heads back and howled a discordant melody that ignited the rune circle, consuming each of them in soulfire conflagration. The melody took hold, flooding the flesh of the accompanying thralls with frenzy. They surged forward, kicked, and clawed their kin in a mad scramble to reach the skull first, to claim it. Each time the melody thrummed, an acolyte turned to ash. Each time the melody thrummed, spilled thrall viscera twisted into fetid swirls around the skull. Blood and ash was offered until none remained. The knight stepped forward, brandishing a blade of deathly menace. I call Zivu a wrath. I invoke war's presence. Take this dreg, cast out by your sister. Take her claims as your own. The churning soul flame was drawn into the knight's deathly blade, then plunged into the wizard's skull. The runic circle projected an ancient realm, and the knight felt watchful eyes leering from atop a distant black terrace perched above that projected realm. The thunderous response pressed him to his knees. Kelgaroth, I accept thine offerings. Through will, lies are unearthed. Through will, lies are made truth. Through will, lies fall to conquest. Kudazad, bound, you are named in service. There's a couple names that we know there. Yeah, you've heard a couple of them. Kelgaroth and Kudazad. Zivu Wrath. I mean, we've heard that one before. Yeah. Just saying. And, you know, Savathun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now, what's your favorite one? Kudazad. You've heard the most. Kudazad, obviously. Oh, oh, right. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Actually, I, I, Zivu's probably my favorite. I mean, Ziva is pretty cool. Uh, do you want to start at the beginning and yeah. we'll work our way back? So this, <laughs> I this actually puts it into place of like when this actually happens. So does this happen like right as it disappears? Well, like it, it says here, Titan fell into darkness only moments before the first tomb craft arrived. They bore the burning sigils of war, dripping soul fire. So, like, yeah, it's this is right as it got taken or shortly after. But then, like, there's parts here that make me think this is actually talking modern day and not like when Titan got taken. What makes you think that? Uh, a couple paragraphs in. They marched in adorant procession, 
surrounded by a host of thralls that defaced the remnant traces of Savathun's holdings with hungering delight. I don't know if that's, you know, the remnant traces of Savathun's holdings, if that's because Titan got taken or if that's actually because the Witch Queen is dead. It makes it sound like it's because she's dead. Right. Like, that's that's the vibe that I'm getting from it, but we don't know for certain. I want to say it, this is when maybe it's like when it came back. I don't know. Essentially, we're able to figure out two different possible points that this this comes up in the, t- the timeline. Like, this is either right around the time that Titan got taken and, and shifted around by the witness, or it's right after it got given back. I mean, anyway, regardless of when it is, the hive come to Titan with a massive knight, and the knight sacrifices all of them in this big... um I guess, a ritual because to Zivu Wrath. Because it's, of course, sword logic. And it's interesting that it uses music because we've known that they used music. Yep. Um, from like a bunch of other stuff. And so each time the melody thrummed, an acolyte turned to ash. And whenever the melody thrummed, spilled thrall viscera twisted into fetid swirls around the skull. Like, I love that visual. Oh, it, it's a good visual. It's so good. Like, I love that so much. But, like, you can picture, like, a big, like, thrum or, like, a big, like, a note drop or something. So, like, every time the bass dropped, like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, it's great. I love it. It's good. I do like that the night it this kind of reminds me of i don't know i guess kind of like how we do like at the beginning of uh salvages and so instead of a skull it's like us standing there because you can hear like big thrums when we're trying to like disrupt their (laughs) yeah so i mean it's not like it's not the same thing obviously no, but it kind of reminds but, me of it, but it's interesting that the um, the runic circle projected an ancient realm. And so that's, I guess, where Zivu Arath still is. That makes me think that it's like fundament. Either th- it can't be either th- like that or the deep. I was thinking throne world. Oh, so she's got her own throne world, too. Oh, yeah. She's got her brother's throne world. Every ascendant hive has their own throne world. Like, so she's just in her own throne world, like hanging out. We, we saw that with Savathun, Crota, Oryx. Mm-hmm. Hell, even um, the Mindbender. Right. That's true. His was small, though. Tiny peepee throne world. Well, because it was just created. True. Like, he hadn't had time to actually build it up. Mm-hmm. Anyway, do you want to read the next one? I 
I've read a couple of these. This one has not like none of these go on from the last one. They're all like individual cards. Yep. Right. That is correct. We're never going to know what happens. I'm sad. Yeah, me too, to an extent. Okay, we'll read the next one. Maybe we'll get back to the Hive-y shit eventually. <laughs> well, this is the different times. This is the pulse rifle. And the flavor text reads, the past lasts forever. At the base of the mesa, Lord Shax stands triumphant. Blood seeps into the grass at his feet as the warlord before him, legs shattered, makes a feeble attempt to drag himself away. It's over, Shax decrees. Bring out your ghost. The warlord shakes his head, hands trembling even as he claws at the hard-packed earth. In the distance, atop the mesa, the setting sun kisses the parapets of Shax's castle, untouched by the violence in its shadow. Behind its walls, tendrils of smoke gently waft into the sky as the ghostless, under Shax's protection, begin preparing the fires for their meals. Six warlords arrived to conquer his stronghold. Five met their final death. Your ghost, Shax repeats. He steps forward and crushes the warlord's hand with his boot. The warlord cries out in pain, and all at once, the defiance leaves him like the breath in his lungs. His ghost materializes, their eye fixated on Shax in fear. Lord Shax shapes his solar light into a burning hammer, and in a single swing, a clang of molten metal shakes him back to the present. On the screen in front of him, a guardian tosses her hammer of soul into the opposing team. Five erupt in flames as the lone survivor retreats. The Guardian pursues. Shax, without missing a beat, refocuses his attention on the Crucible match. Look at them fall! He shouts over the comms. A moment later, the Sunbreaker catches up to the last opponent and incinerates them. Shax cheers her on as the smoke swallows his memories of a different time. Shax is getting some memories. I have a few things. Like, I, I have something at the very end of it, but like, the memory is intense. Holy crap. Like, he's, he's final lifing or possibly final deathing a warlord. Yeah. I mean, he is a, a warlord. He is. We call him Lord Shax, but he is Warlord Shax. And we kind of forget that. Well, and, and the, the funny thing is, like, he hasn't ever not had that title. Yeah. Doom says, it almost screams PTSD to me. Yeah. I mean, that's when I read this the first time, that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, PTSD also comes out in a lot of different ways to people like it's 
it, it is really personal to like the person that has it. Right. And it it's completely trauma based. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it boils down to what have you survived? I didn't think I'd ever see shacks just like crushing ghosts like we crush hive ghosts or like, I mean, he reminds me of um, Shira a little bit like in this instance because he's doing it for good reasons. So a few things on that. OK, like sort of th- right. This is happening during the Dark Ages. Yeah. So like. His main goal is to protect the people under his charge. Right. Because he is actually, you know, a, a guardian before guardians were a thing. Mm-hmm. So he's doing it for good reasons. He is. And as for the the whole, like, Shiora thing, like, that might be why they didn't go so strict to the point of, like, final deathing her or anything or caging her ghost. Right. Because you know, I always wondered about that. Yeah, like it's it's. I'm I'm waiting for more of that story because that I I love the Shira story, and I I know you love it as much as I do. Yeah, I mean, we'll get more next season. Yeah, um, but the last thing I wanted to touch on, Shax gives all of his his like praise callouts in Crucible live. They're not pre-recorded. Wait, true. <laughs> it it says there, like he refocuses his attention on the Crucible match. Look at them fall! He shouts over the comms. He gives his his praise, yelling at you live. They're they're not pre-recorded. I always thought it would be like a frame, just like hitting buttons. On like a soundboard, right, right. Like use more grenades, like flap, like uh, that's that's what I thought too. But like, no, th- this is all like live action, live responses and shit. That's that's yeah, that's pretty great actually. <laughs> it brings a whole new like appreciation for shacks. I mean, it kind of further proves, like Doom is saying, that there are not as many Crucible matches as we think there are in right. in the universe of Destiny. Like, for us, there's like 11 billion because we're just trying to find good matchmaking. <laughs> but in Destiny, like, itself, Th- I There guess, might be like a dozen a day or maybe. something. Yeah, because people are watching. I mean... If you think about it, they have had... Do you remember, I think it was on Reese Walker, people were at the ramen place or at a bar or something, and they were watching Crucible, like, on TV. Mm-hmm. And so, like, people and watch Crucible like we watch, you know, F1. And then there was, there was something from... I want to say it was Guardian Games. Um... But one of the characters was taking bets from other guardians about Crucible. Or, yeah, or they, that's right. Or they mentioned that, like, oh, hey, you haven't paid your, games. You haven't yeah. paid your your Crucible debts yet, and you want to yeah, put that a bet was, down. That was two years ago, three years ago. Guardian yeah. games, not this year, but two years ago, twenty twenty one. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the people bet on crucible matches, which, which, I mean that that proves to me that it's not all happening simultaneously. Yeah, I mean that's kind of cool. Like whole underground like betting on crucible matches, and probably not trials matches. No, because that's in the the creepy weird lighthouse. Saints yeah, closet. I'm gonna. Saints closet. <laughs> I'm gonna read the next one before we think more about this. This is gonna break my brain. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. The reading, uh, not is, the breaking your brain. Yeah, it's a bit of both. This is the rapacious appetite, the submachine gun. I don't like this gun. That's just me. I keep deleting them because I have better submachine guns. So whatever. The flavor text reads: Hunt, feed, hunt again. To Vanguard High Command, incident report source. Scout Patrol 919. Report Kraken Mare, exterior shelf shallows. High priority 0174. Target J4WS, aberrant houseless servitor, Wrathborn. Threat type Ambusher, supported by hostile warbands. Engage with extreme caution. Noted casualties 8. Not all incidents recorded. Known armaments, servitor eye projector, material denial shield, displacement thresher, kinetic impact. Incident report 309. Servitor J4WS was spotted in the southern ridge of Kraken Mare. Dive tactical was notified and fire teams were pulled from the area. Upon retreat, one fire team was ambushed by a hive warband. J4WS then dove from above and crashed into the fire team, using its body as a kinetic driver. One fire team member was killed on impact, and their ghost was captured. Both remaining guardians were able to escape after a prolonged exchange of fire. RE Recovery Teams Dispatched Recovery Incident Report-317 Dive tactical and accompanying fire teams prepared an ambush and engaged J4WS outside of Delta Sector. When caught in the crossfire, J4WS initially fled the battle under the cover of taken forces, only to harry the fire teams with guerrilla attacks from the surrounding Methane Sea. Note this Wrathborn servitor retains the use of their displacement thresher and has begun using it to pick up and drop fire team members into the methane sea's open depths, outside the safety of the coral shelves. The thin density of the liquid makes survival without independent propulsion unlikely, and recovering remains for the ghost resurrection difficult. Dive Tactical is advised not to engage J4WS near shelf drops or cliff faces in the future. RE-J4WS has been confirmed to have been converted to a Wrathborn Servitor. This would explain its aggression and predatory behaviors. Following notable operator losses, Dive Tactical has eradicated radar buoys to detect ambushes in what have come to be known as the Servitor's Hunting Grounds. This is the best name for Servitor in the world. 
I just love the fact that, it, right, like. It's named Jaws. It's named Jaws, and it's in the ocean. Kinetic impact, it just punches you with its face. Like, every time, like, the, the first time that I, I saw the name, I giggled. Oh, yeah. No, I saw J4WS, and I fucking laughed the first time I saw it. I laughed so hard. It's it's just like in um, Grasp of, of... Grasp of Avarice? Yeah. The, the shank? Uh, RM80. RM80? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like that. Oh, so funny. Um, um, I would like to point out that uh, the people that did the 30th anniversary are the same people that did this season. <laughs> I love their puns. <laughs> like this one is is a lot less subtle than RM80. But it's uh, still so, so funny, good. Though. So funny. So good. But um, um So yeah, this is a scout report talking about how the servitor Jaws um is is showing aggression and like it's punching people with its face and taking prisoners in the form of a ghost and killing people i mean isn't that how you would kill people just punch them with your face i mean by punching them in the i yeah (laughs) but i have me personally in real life i have weak like spaghetti tyrannosaurus rex arms so no I would do it with a gun, but that's fair in the game. I would punch them because I am a Titan living in a warlock body. Hey, me too. You're a Titan in a Titan body, Elmist. Whenever I play warlock. Uh, that's true. Okay. Um, we have a name Delta sector of the area. Yeah. But, um, I mean, we know where we end up fighting it in the deep dive because we end up killing it. I mean, we as in us. Yeah. Like us, we. You know, the Guardian. The Guardian. Do they just sick the Guardian on everything that no one else can kill? Pretty much. Being the Guardian is exhausting. Right? Jesus. <laughs> Even if... Even if they they have like a hint of difficulty, like let's just sick the guardian on it. Oh God, I hate that. I hate that. That sucks. <laughs> um, but look at the target, Jaws aberrant houseless servitor, Wrathborn, aberrant houseless servitor. So the servitor just belongs to nobody. It's just floating around being ingy. Uh, so. So is it not, it's not house light, obviously. It's not like house dusk or whatever they called them. Yeah. Before that. Uh, at this point, it, so it, it was house dusk. And then when Miss Rax and Aramis came around, dusk got split into house light and uh, house salvation. 
So did Dusk just completely disappear then? There might still be some small groups of Dusk, but for the most part... They're just houseless? Yeah, they're either houseless, um, light, or salvation. Okay, because this now says supported by hostile warbands. So I'm assuming that it's not salvation, so it's just hostile warbands are these, like, ex-Dusk houses then is what you mean i am so unfamiliar like ever since um we stopped talking like i i guess like we haven't really had any fallen stuff in like a long time ever since amanda died like elixney just also died with that i mean to be like okay bye to be fair like it's only been one season I know, but like, Air, like Aramis fucked off, and after Amanda died, and she's like, "Well, see ya, goodbye." And 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 we're like, "Okay, bye." <laughs> and nothing. Question. And a- according to to Doom, um, House Dusk is any fallen that didn't want to be House Salvation or Light. Okay, that makes sense. So then, like, it's so it's just the people that weren't picked for dodgeball, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> just the third team. I'm tired of being last. You know what? I'll choose my own team. Um, oh, I was gonna say something, and now I can't remember. Fuck. I'm sure it was really important. Oh, um. So yeah, you were talking about the the hostile war bands. Um, I'm pretty sure that at this point we now know that it was all like Zivu's forces. Wait, so does Zivu have? Because the hostile war bands, I swear to God, those were fallen when we did the deep dive. Because like I'm, I'm just thinking of for the servitor at least. Because, because I'm, I'm just thinking of like the entire season has had Zivu as the main antagonist. She was there in that very first mission we did. Th- this servitor is a Wrathborn, so like she's still controlling it and s- sending some of her her forces to actually help it. So if they're Wrathborn, then they don't know what they're doing because they're Wrathborn crazy. Right. Right. Okay. It's been so long since we did Wrathborn hunts, and I just cheesed that one Wrathborn hunt like 80,000 times. So I don't actually remember Wrathborn hunts because I just cheesed it. Oh, I I, I completely agree. <laughs> there were so many Wrathborn hunts. I just did that one Wrathborn hunt like on the tangled shore so many times the the big thing to remember <laughs> is that whenever they become wrathborn they lose all sense of self and zivu instills her her will upon whatever the creature is right with the big wrathborn uh, thing i get it i get it now i get it so she makes them crazy yep and war hungry, wrathborny. Yep. With her pedestal doohickey. I get it. I get it now. God, 
my brain has been unlocked to destiny lore thanks to you guys i get it it only took two years three years to figure it out oh how sad is that do you want to read the next one do you have anything more to say about wrathborn servitors i'm ready to move on wait i have a question hold on question pick me um what are the radar buoys do we see those i don't think we do is that the thing that we like smack before we go in that very well could be um i mean that's like I assumed that was like the Wrathborn thing that we stuck in the ground before we started. The, the one that hunt. actually opens up the door and starts the hunt, the the actual boss. Yeah. That that could be it. Um, so then, does that mean that we are dive tactical? Yes, maybe we're dive tactical because we're the ones that put the radar buoys down right. each time. That would make sense. And we tickle Toland. Why is that not in the notification? There's no mention of Toland. Anyway, do you want to read the next one? Yeah. Okay. I'd rather not think of tickling Toland. You should only think about tickling Toland. And this is the targeted redaction. (laughs) It's the hand cannon. And the flavor text reads, who? Osiris. The neon-saturated skyline of Neomuna pops bright against the starry night sky. On a rooftop overlooking an empty, tree-lined plaza, Saint and Osiris sit in contemplative silence. They are making time for one another in the margins of their lives, pushing responsibilities aside as much as they can. So, is she doing any better? Osiris asks, breaking several minutes of peaceful silence. Slow, he clarifies. Every day is small progress, Saint explains. And even small progress is something to be proud of. Osiris nods, watching the glittering lights in the distance. It's nothing short of a miracle that she survived all that time on Titan portion of Ashamir also seems to have survived his dive into the Pyramidian. Don't lose hope in the darkness, he says, joining his hand with the saints. Yes, perhaps there is even hope for Brother Vance, Saint offers. Osiris stares at him in prolonged silence. Who? Saint coughs and politely changes the topic. Well, that's so rude. So, so I have a theory here. Okay, please tell your theory. I would love to hear it. I'll be quiet and let you do the whole thing. So, Osiris was possessed by Savathun, and when he was possessed by Savathun. It showed that their thoughts had been intermingled. So, like, he got glimpses of thoughts that she had, and we, I assume that she got glimpses of what 
thoughts he had. What if some of their thoughts and and memories like got crossed? So he no longer remembers Brother Vance. I mean, that would benefit Brother Vance, though, because he's still in the um, infinite forest. Yeah. Crushing eyeballs. And and like there there's not much to the theory outside of just the basic ideas of of like you know it, Osiris was possessed their thoughts were intermingled they saw each other's memories which is how he knew about the Nephilim stronghold and then you know, and and this scene here of like him not quite remembering Brother Vance. I mean, I don't think Osiris is entirely whole after that experience. Right. Like he didn't he didn't come back completely okay. I mean, he drank the Nescafe. Like, that's not gonna, that's not good for you. That's gonna fuck you up. Like, who knows what was in, like, Nezirak. Like, they said if you, like, just, like, I remember during Season of the Plunder, they said that if you hung little pieces of him, like, around your neck, that it would, like, make you more powerful, but also, like, change you. Yeah. Like, he, like, ate the guy. He will drink him, but the the one argument against that though is that the, a tea made from him. It wasn't well, no, no, no. technically so, him. Well, no, like I'm I'm going with the whole fact of like it. His essence seeped into the tea. Yeah, but the one thing I I will argue about is the fact that they did make a point to say that Mithrax cleansed the pieces of Nezer of Nezerak. Did he though? What did he do? Wash it in dawn? No idea. <laughs> Put it in a dishwasher? Trust me, bro. Trust me, bro. It's cleansed. I like, have performed the ritual with dawn dish soap. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, it's clean now. Dawn power wash definitely cleans it. It cleans duckies with oil. (laughs) It cleans it and it's foamy. (laughs) (laughs) And it has such a pleasant scent to it, too. (laughs) Why does it leave a weird film? Don't ask questions. (laughs) (laughs) Ew. (laughs) But but like that that's that's the only thing that I, I would argue. Right. Is that they do make a point that, you know, the tea was made by Mithrax cleansing the pieces of Nezirak. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's, that's not to say that there wouldn't be side effects. Because, I mean, it still is Nezirak. Right. I mean, I don't know. It's been... How long... Wait, Witch Queen was two years ago now? But he didn't come back until, like, the end of Witch Queen? Yeah. So he's only been... a back for maybe five or six months oh no 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 Jeez. no he he came around um for season of the seraph so it's it's so, been like eight or nine months okay but still 
like he was in a coma for for nine months. So he's been around for the gestation of two children. Fuck. Yeah. Well, he was in a coma for one, and then he's been around for one. And and before that, he was possessed for an entire year. Right. So there's another child. That's three children. <laughs> Osiris could have had three babies. Just think about that. I mean, I don't know if that's biologically possible. Out of his bussy. Like, I'm not even talking body parts or anything. I'm talking like guardians and babies. Oh, we're going to talk about guardians and babies again. <laughs> I'm an expert on this topic. I hope you know. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway. So, anyway. So I'm, I'm, anyway. I'm sticking with the idea that he lost some of his memories when Savathun possessed him. I wonder how many times Saint has to do this. Right. Because it sounds like... He's done this multiple times because like, yeah, this is like a sick burn for Brother Vance, but he's met Brother Vance before. Yeah. Multiple times. Oh, Osiris has to the point that like he remembers him by name and is like disgusted by him. Yeah. I mean, if I recall correctly from Curse of Osiris, he knew Brother Vance like in the fucking lighthouse. Or his, like, weird little lighthouse thing, like, on Mercury. Right. Like, especially when you could go, like, forge your weapons there. In that weird Mercury forge. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. Do you want to continue on? I would love to. Okay. This is a thin precipice. It's the sword. Let's go. The flavor text reads, Sharpened from tip to hilt. Drawing from all who partake in the ritual of war. Kelgaroth kneels before a feeble altar in an empty court. A dead knight's realm. A shriveled, fleshless rind. A cautionary tale. A wizard floats over the altar. The high celebrant's domain was once a grand place of adoration. It holds a mighty tribute. The wizard, Rakthrin, War Council, whispers Zivu Arath's bait to the night. Kelgarath remembers how Savathun sought the sky and became its puppet, all so she could usurp sword logic. Favor wanes. It can be rekindled. You were disarmed. Shamed, beaten so many times by a light wielder. Kelgaroth stands, spinning to face Rakthrin. He thrusts a claw forward at the wizard's throat, but she swoops back from his reach. Kelgaroth sneers. I need no blade. I am wielded. The plates upon my body are razors. Should you have remained with Savathun and prayed to her to give you the light, perhaps you would have found greatness then. You wither without her favor. I spit on the witch sister. I am an instrument of war. Not yet. Not truly. Rakthrin conjures a dark bolt of lightning that saps the rune's dim lighting and casts it into the altar. 
The altar splits apart with a timbered snap, revealing an emerald sliver of a blade, bleeding shade and whispering rapture. A shard of the Taken King's blade, conquered out of love, stolen away from Saturn's shadow. Kelgaroth fixates upon the blade shard. The wizard gestures to it with a lipless smile. The knight steps forward. I will take it to be an instrument of her will, to cleanse the hate of weakness with loving violence. Kelgaroth genuflects and encloses his claws around the emerald silver, wisps of shadow spilling between the gaps in his claws. I offer myself to this union. The barrier of his flesh melts away. A will not his own enraptures him. Kelgaroth, risen from bones, taken by war. Well, damn. We know whose sword that is. Yep. Neat. We know that guy. We killed that guy. And the one who uh, the sword came from. Yep. Um, so Kelgaroth is actually one of the seasonal bosses for the deep dives. And Kelgaroth ended up getting, you know, a shard of the Taken King's blade. Yeah. Being Oryx. So it appears like, you know, we just thwarted everything there. Yep. We definitely did. Kilgaroth's not as impressive. No. He talked a big game. Yeah. But no. So he was originally from, um, uh, he was originally a Wrathborn Knight from Season of the Lost that we had to kill a bunch. Okay. So I think when we were doing the ley lines and he was the, the big impressive knight when you're jumping over like the floating rocks to get to like the circle one. Do you remember the one that you had to kill to get the ship? Yeah. So that's Kelgaroth, I think maybe before he was taken because he wasn't taken yet. That, that may be uh, because that season was the very first mention of Kelgaroth. Yeah. And actually, like, it it was part of uh, step 11 of 12 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for the quest, A Hollow Coronation. You have to, you had to defeat Kelgaroth, risen from bones, and his minions. Oh, his minions. Oh, shit. Defeat the interlopers who seek to pillage Agar's scepter. So it wasn't actually part of the seasonal story but it was part of the Agar's scepter quest line so i remember kelgaroth because kelgaroth is the one that killed sagira oh that's how i remember kelgaroth that's where i remember the name from so if you're new to the podcast because every episode is someone's first episode we did imelon one and two part one and two for um we did the audio play for it a long time ago for Destiny Lore audio file, and I played Sagira. So that was just a part of it. And so I had to read it so many times. And that's why I was like, no, I know this guy. 
<laughs> this guy from somewhere. And yeah, it's a Kalgaroth was the the hive knight that that kills Sagira. Well, damn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when Kelgrath learned the news of their deaths, he became disenchanted with the Witch Queen. Uh, he found a new purpose by devoting himself to Zivu Arath after the Hive God and her celebrant trapped Osiris with Hive runes and avenged their deaths by killing Sagira and stripping the Warlock's light. This fueled Kelgrath with an insatiable drive for vengeance and his new path for war sought to eliminate all traces of the heretic witch queen. So rude. Thank you, Destinypedia. So it seems like this guy has died a bunch and then like risen from life again. He just like won't die. But he's like all over Season of the Lost. We saw him a bunch in Season of the Lost. Yeah. Yeah. Like the the two parts that I know for certain um were the the hollow a hollow coronation uh the mission for the actual quest mm-hmm. and then the exorcism at the very end those are the two that that come straight to mind for me but yeah aside from that i think rakthrin is a new character yeah i don't know rakthrin Rakthrin War Council. I I just searched Rakthrin on Destinypedia and it it there's only five entries and they're all related to Season of the Deep. Oh, okay. So I think Rakthrin is a new character. Okay. Which I'm I'm all for. Uh final thoughts on that one? Um I like that it's bringing back a bunch of things that we know from past seasons and we can go like, oh, I know this guy because he did laundry list of things. And, oh, I know this sword because of shit from D1 and then D2 and Rakthrin is hard to say. Rakthrin. 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 It's just really awkward. It is. But I, this guy is almost like, I spit on the witch sister. I am an instrument of war. And I'm like, are you though? Right. Are you buddy? But yeah, after looking at like his resume of like instrument of war shit he's done, he's an instrument of war. He's done a lot of things. Like, I feel pretty good about saying like, yeah. You are an instrument of war. Good job. And like with with how many times that we have defeated him. Yeah. Possibly killed him like that. Bitch keeps coming back to life. Oh, God. We need to turn him into a gun like pronto. It's the hive Tanix. Yeah, I was just going to say this guy feels like Tanix. We need to get a steel chair and turn him into a gun. (laughs) Oh, I hate how right you are. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you want to read the last one? Sure. Okay, cool. And this is Until It's Return. It's the shotgun. And the flavor text reads, The day will come. 
whatever their odds of success, the plan was sound. They each had their assignments. Sloan turned away to examine a projection of the lower sections of the arcology. Zavala glanced over the first of the scouting reports. Working alongside Deputy Commander Sloan felt perfectly natural, as if the years that parted them had been restored alongside Titan. Zavala had expected the silence that followed to be equally familiar, even companionable. The truth was apparent in the abrasive passage of each minute. The faint sense memory of ozone in his nostrils. The gulf between them had merely shifted in quality deep, not wide. Zavala set the data pad aside. Slow. There's one more item of business. She turned to face him, ever dutiful. Sir? It's been a day for reunions, hasn't it? He nodded to Tarj. The parcel materialized into Zavala's hands in a burst of light and transmat energy. It was heavy, wrapped carefully in cloth and secured with buckled straps that Zavala made short work of. Sloane stared. Thought it'd be collecting dust on somebody's wall by now. A mutual friend felt very strongly that it belonged in your hands. Sloane hesitated. Her expression hardened. She reached out to grip the handle of the blade and hefted crown splitter aloft with ease. Sloane smiled. Feels like it never left. It's so nice. It is. I love it. And then when you stop and realize that's the sword that she put against his throat when she was possessed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Full circle. Yeah. I don't blame her, though, or anything. No. I really like this. It's nice to end on a good note. Mm-hmm. We had a couple that were really hivy, but I think the majority of these were not. And it's nice that like the very kind of taken weapons were not just about like the taken or the hive. Yeah. You know, it's nice that it's just Sloan and Zavala having a moment. Absolutely. And especially with the fact yeah. that they haven't really had a moment since before. Yeah. But they get one here, and that's really nice. Yeah. But I like that It he says, a mutual friend felt very strongly that it belonged in your hands. So whoever was holding onto it, like Devram maybe, or whoever it could have been, Shaxx, us, yeah. Because we had crown splitter. So it could have been us. I don't know. I just like that it ends on like a a fuzzy feeling. Yeah. We don't get enough fuzzy feelings in Destiny anymore. 
it's nice, especially with with yeah. everything that's been going on and with and that's like in game and outside of game. Well, after reading everything that Sloane went through, that too. With Shaykhan, like that was a lot. It's it's nice to to have these small moments that she can just let her guard down. I mean, it's nice that she could come back and still feel like for everything that changed, there are still a few things that are the same, like this dumb sword, like Traveler's gone, Mercury's missing. And and that's that's always comforting. Yeah. But here's your sword, you know? Yeah. So it's nice. I agree with that. Yeah. All right. So Orchid. Hmm. Shout outs. Uh, shout out to um Sammy and Rendell and to my bestie best lazy dragon who doesn't listen to this podcast, but I'm gonna shout her out anyway. Um, thank you for spending the week with me in Seattle. It was really nice to see all of you. I had a really good time. And um thanks for letting me invade your house and everything like that it was fun i really needed a vacation away from work and all of that so and shout out to everyone who went to gcx i hope you guys had a good time oh yeah yeah i decided to not go i'm still here (laughs) so yeah that's just too far away for me. I live like on the literal opposite side of the country, like a diagonal opposite side of the country. There's just no way. <laughs> so what about you? Uh, I'll second the whole like GCX thing. Cause it, we tried uh, a couple of years ago um, and the pandemic happened and things just haven't lined up since. Yeah. Um, I'm sad about that. Yeah. Um, but then I'm also going to shout out uh, my girlfriend and a friend who came up to visit the girlfriend and ended up visiting visiting me as well. Um, Princess Cass. We ended up having a good weekend. It was long, but it was good. So... This is the part of the episode we like to give special thanks. The audio for this episode was produced by Rindel Zivas. You can find him on Twitter at Rindel Zivas. The artwork and music in this episode is copyright Bungie. We're able to use it under their fair use policy because they love their content creators. If you'd like to dive into Destiny lore on your own, visit ishtar-collect.net. They are the resource we use to make our show notes. Thank you, Baxter. Thank you, Baxter. Yay. And final reminders, you can find us on Twitter at Guardians underscore Lore, at Hey It's Orchid, or at I underscore Am underscore Elemist. You can email us at Guardians underscore Lore at Outlook.com. You can leave us a review. Uh, You could also jump into our Discord. The invite is in the episode description, but if you want to type it out, it's discord.gg slash lorehub. We are on Instagram and threads at Guardians of Lore, all one word. 
And if you'd like to support the podcast, you can visit ko-fi.com slash guardians underscore lore. Every little bit helps, and we greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much. And we really do appreciate it. So, um, uh, thankful finger guns. I'll allow it. Thank you. All right. Say goodbye, Orchid. Goodbye, Orchid. Yes. (laughs) Take care, everyone. Good night, otters. Yes. Good night, otters. (laughs) Bye.